Alright, this day in history. Ooh. Back in 2018, Netflix becomes the largest digital media entertainment company in the world worth $100 billion before Amazon came and swiped that away. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Because then they got into that whole digital Amazon Prime. Yeah. Amazon Prime. But I but, mean, Netflix is a big deal this week. I mean, they might actually be seeing a profit. They they might actually, which if you guys knew how much they spent and borrowed, that's impressive. Yeah, seriously. That is impressive. But I mean, all can, I mean, who I don't know how many people are old enough out of our listeners to remember, but that just started off as like a mail order DVD thing. Yeah. So to to reach that peak in 2018 is impressive as shit. I remember that. Like, yeah. I was ordering like 310 to Yuma and shit, having it. Yeah. Wouldn't you get pissed when you got one and it was all fucking scratched yeah, and you're shit? Like, what what the fuck? I know. So annoying. So annoying. <laughs> but guys, we're going to go deep diving into that situation when we talk about everything in the industry news. It's going to get crazy. You all know. But now... Let's get even crazier. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 146. Woo! Damn boy, that is crazy, crazy, crazy. Yes, it is. Oh, man, rocking and rolling, though. I mean, it's been a very good week for not just the podcast, but Crazy Ant Media altogether. Yes, very productive. Yeah. Very productive. We are on it. So productive that we are looking for another intern. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, <coughs> interns are just come and go. Everybody goes back to school. Everybody gets a job. And I mean, you know, everything happens, but it's all about building those connections. I mean, I'm just so super excited. we got a couple interviews coming through next week and a couple weeks after that. So, man, we definitely need it. We definitely need it. You know, and because we're not working out enough already, we might have some potential projects coming in. We'll, we'll yeah. find out next week when we're right. talking to some people, and it's an exciting one. Exactly. If, if it all goes. Exactly. A nice little update on the company. Nice yes. little update on the company. But you guys know you're a host with the most, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only. What's up? Oh boy, oh boy. I mean, we teased a little bit. We got a little bit of Netflix. We got an update on uh, the Danny Masterson bullshit. Uh, um, Dr. Dre, we got an update on him, his status. Of course, we're talking Disney, Warner Media, streaming, wars. Oh, of course. Of course, everywhere. And I mean, just a lot of stuff happened this week. A lot of stuff good and a lot of stuff eh. But, of course, you guys know, whatever's going down in Hollywood, we're talking about it right here on Inside the Crazy Ant That's right. Oh, man. But before we get this thing started, be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Antoinette is up right now. Girl power, man. I'm so super pumped. I'm going to order me a shirt here soon. Man, I I just can't wait to start rocking it on the podcast videos because everybody's going to love it. I'm telling you, Seriously, like like Bonk's girlfriend's a hit. I agree. I'm just it, 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 people love her. It's true, and they should. I agree. I mean, like you said, hell yeah, female hell power, yeah. girl power. Exactly, exactly. Well, uh, let's let's get the bad news out of the way first. Let's get the <laughs> bad news out of the way. Uh, like I said, Danny Masterson rape trial. Apparently, these motherfuckers, the attorneys, everybody who's working for him, and the fucking cult that is Scientology, um, they entered a not plea guilty um, on behalf of him on Wednesday. And everybody knows it's three counts of rape uh, charged uh, and sent the actor possibly to prison for 45 years. And like, there's a lot of like females that are coming out more than just these three girls. So 
I don't know, man. I don't know. And like we said before, I believe we said, or at least we saw it on IMDb Pro, because you guys know we love that app. That's right. Um, it is now going to the Church of Scientology's court. So, like, they're going to have to decide all that bullshit. Yeah, it's going to an arbitrator. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And and f- first of all, though, like, this is, this is the crazy thing to me, okay? He doesn't have to appear in person yeah, in court, right? So he didn't. Hence, his attorney's making the plea for him. Basically. But I'm like... If I'm innocent, I'm screaming it to the top of my lungs, to everybody that will hear me, to the world. I'm showing up in court and professing my innocence. I'm not hiding anything. I'm okay to be here. I'm going to show you I'm innocent. When you don't show up, just because you don't have to, but when you don't show up, that screams guilt to me. It's been pretty shady, man. Yeah, like I he just, hasn't really tried to come out and cover that shit up. No, he hasn't. Saying no, that hasn't happened. He just kind of stepped back and let all of it still come yeah, out. Yeah. Which uh, it's just so crazy. Uh, the case is due back in court uh, March twenty fourth uh, for a hearing of the uh, more promotional motions pre-trial motions i should say um so yeah it's just super wild and apparently the church of scientology has also stalked these women told them to drop the charges and all of that shit yeah, so yeah it's crazy man super crazy super unfortunate and it's it's just weird that we have these type of people that are walking around in our society right now well and i'm hoping that there is some legal way to break this bullshit contract about the arbitrator yeah because you know there's no way in hell that a church of scientology arbitrator arbitrator is going to rule against a member of the church yeah so i this is pointless Agreed. so i'm hoping there's some legal way that these women can break that bullshit and get it in front of an actual yeah. judge and then let's see where you're at danny exactly. i'm just saying fucking I'm just saying oh man uh anyway <laughs> dr dre everybody knows he had a brain aneurysm everybody was yeah. worried for him it was super freaking scary nobody knew anything about this until uh-uh. it actually happened but ice tea the rapper ice tea everybody knows him everybody loves him law and order yes for you and all the other colors if you guys haven't seen that movie great yep, movie yep. um he reports that uh dr dre is home safe and sound and he's looking pretty good after facetiming him uh, last friday so i'm glad i mean everybody knows he was in intensive care with the brain aneurysm in los angeles uh cedars uh sinai medical center uh but 55-year-old Dre is now on the road to recovery, looking good, feeling good. So I mean, that's some scary shit. It is some scary shit. And let's hope we don't hear later down the line that he's got fucking COVID. Right. Because he was in a hospital in yeah. Los Angeles, and there's a strong possibility that you could get it yeah. at a hospital. In Co- so, I mean, best wishes to Dre, though. I mean, uh, that's awesome that he's doing better and feeling better. And just like, uh, let's try to keep him out of the hospital. Because yeah. it's a fucking dangerous place. Yeah, it really is. Like, it really is. Uh, now heading over to... <laughs> Oh, Disney, yes. Mouse House, Juggernaut itself. Got some casting announcements for She-Hulk, as you can see the Funkos if you're watching the music. That's right. The video. What's happening, man? Uh, I'm telling you right now, they're adding <laughs> new people to the cast. I mean, you guys know it's going to be about Jennifer Walters, yeah. right? And you see out there, if the Funkos, if you're watching this on YouTube, I got my old school Bruce Banner and the Hulk, right? And we all know that that's kind of going to happen. Mark Ruffalo is going to be showing up. He's yes. going to do the transfusion. That's how she's going to become She-Hulk. I'm assuming we're going to see at some point, be it in flashbacks or whatever, that's how that goes down. Because yeah. we don't know whether it's already going to be present day or not. Anyway, all that aside, we got to fill up the supporting cast. We've we heard like from last week's show there's going to be a ton of guest appearances and everything. But who's going to be in the supporting cast to actually be with her on every episode? Well, now we know at least one. Ginger Gonzaga yes. is set to co-star opposite Tatiana Maslany in the upcoming She-Hulk series. Yes. yes. Um, Gonzaga plays Walter's best friend. 
Because everybody needs a best friend. Exactly. And this is supposed to be like a comedy too. Like a, So, of course, you of can't course. have a comedy without a best friend. Come on now. Exactly. As announced, Disney Investor Day, like I just told you, Mark Revelo will reprise his role. We just don't know in what capacity. Is it flashbacks? Is it? Or is episode one going to be when she becomes She-Hulk? Right. We don't know. So we're going to let you know as soon as we know. But, man, I'm in trust. I'm yeah. full trust oh, with it. of course, it. every time. I mean, Marvel really hasn't made a bad decision. No, have you have you guys watched one of it? This week's episode, holy shit! <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for you or him because he hasn't I watched, it, watched yet, it yet. But holy shit! Oh, damn. Just trust She Hulk's going to be good. Trust fucking Winter Soldier and and, and all that. Oh, anything they do is fucking perfect. Yeah, it's just I'm just all I'm saying. And it's awesome to see like these TV series coming from Marvel too. Everybody knows Marvel Television was behind the Netflix stuff, but now actual Marvel Studios is behind this stuff. That's and, right. I mean, it's fucking badass. And I'm super pumped for Tim Roth to come back reprising his role as the Abomination. Yes. On She-Hulk. Yes. Which is good. Gonna... I know. I know that it's. Will we see the leader? That's mm. going to be – remember, he he was – that'd be awesome too. Right. He was hinted at in the movie as well. Yeah. We know everybody forgets that, but they, they did show the leader. Just a little I'm bit. just saying. A little bit. He's a big head ass. Yeah. So funny. Okay. So funny. <laughs> On to the next one. Um, this is just after I was talking to him off air about how I haven't seen this show at all, but now I get to. Um, all five seasons of The Muppet Show are heading to Disney+, Plus. in addition to the first three seasons of the iconic series season four and five which have never been previously uh been re-released on home entertainment will begin streaming on february 19th uh the muppet show joins the disney plus muppets collection including the movie shorts and hit series muppets now yes originally premiering in 1976 you remember that i do (laughs) i do uh with some of hollywood's Biggest stars coming to stop by the Muppet Show, including Steve Martin, Elton John, Alice Cooper, Julie Andrews, Diana Ross, uh, Gene Kelly, Mark Hamill, like a lot of Mark, people. Yeah, Linda Carter, like there's so many of them. I mean, Wonder Woman Linda Carter, like back in the day yeah. Linda Carter, you know, and young Luke Skywalker. Uh, this show was fucking epic. I, everything about it, Pigs in Space, The Swedish Chef, Beats and, uh, Bunsen and Beaker, just uh, the old guys up in the belkin, every fucking thing about this show is epic i am so excited to have now the only thing we need and i haven't checked yet maybe it's already on there maybe it's not but the only thing that would make this like whole thing complete is if muppet babies gets on there oh shit because if i can watch the classic muppet show <laughs> and muppet babies with animal i would be fucking thrilled i would just yeah i'm a kid oh, i'm is. a big kid right knows it's fine but i'm old because it was 1976 exactly. but i'm a big kid <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I love the little Looney Tunes, baby Looney Tunes. Yes. They're fucking adorable. So, I mean, this just makes sense. Disney just adding more stuff to the library. Disney Plus is just, pew, take it off, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Uh, well, you guys know we've talked about the Turner Turner and Hooch reboot, uh, you know, coming from the classic 1989 uh, buddy cop comedy feature with uh, Tom Hanks. But now, MCG, you guys know who that is? He's a director. That's right. uh, Joseph McGinney, McKinty, um, Nicole, uh, who I've never actually heard of. McG. He's really? like a, he was a famous music director, oh. which I'm surprised you had, you didn't know who he is yeah. because yeah, did all kinds of music videos in the in, in what 90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. and then transitioned. I think his first big screen was Charlie's Angels, the okay. reboot or whatever. Yeah, McG. He's had several TV shows on too, but all right. Well, yeah. it makes sense because he's going to direct the uh, pilot episode for this thing, and I mean everybody knows. 
is the TV series. It's going to have 12 episodes, and it comes from Matt Nix and 20th TV. Uh, Mick G will serve as executive producer on the series, which is now in production. Uh, like the movie, the hour-long series centers around Scott Turner, and like we talked about before on previous shows, played by Josh Peck who is a u.s marshal that's right and uh and he's ambitious button up marshal inherits a big unruly dog and he soon realizes the pet he didn't want may be the partner he needs Ooh, yeah deep deep man. i like josh peck he's no too. tom hanks but no. he's good yeah i like josh peck so yeah and mcg i mean that's awesome because i'm a fan of mcg so yeah. I, I i'm totally down with that i go. just love how can i just i chuckled at the top of that story because i i I have to chuckle to keep from crying because of the fact that anything now from the 80s is considered classic. classic. It is. What the fuck? I'm not that old. It's not classic oldies anymore. I mean, like, <laughs> 30 years ago. I mean, you know. You know. Whatever. Um, All right. Yeah. Moving on. Wait, moving on. on. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of stories like this, so be prepared. Uh, more films are being delayed theatrically, guys. Now Disney announced that The Kingsman moved from March 12th to August 20th. Yep. Uh, while the animated family film Ron's Gone Wrong has been pushed from April 23rd to October 22nd. And apparently, I had no idea this was going to happen. I'm a huge adult animated comedy fan. Uh, Bob's Burgers is going to have a movie coming out, and it's completely been taking taken off of the theatrical release schedule. Yeah, that all sucks. of that sucks, but there's one good thing about that story right there. We didn't hear Black Widow. Yeah, that's true. Those are all Disney things being pushed back, delayed, shoved aside, taken off the schedule. And there were rumors that we were going to hear it about Black Widow, but we did not. It's true. So that if you're looking for any positive light about what we just said, at least we didn't hear Black Widow on the list yet. I really hope. Yeah, I really hope that theaters are open for that time yep. because like, we miss it, man. We miss it. Uh, this next one is very interesting. I wasn't expecting this at all because it's been gone for like ever. Um, America's Most Wanted is coming back 10 years after its cancellation. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's coming back in March uh, with a new host, Elizabeth Vargas. Uh, the original America's Most Wanted uh, caught 1,186 criminals over its 25 seasons. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of Vargas. I think Vargas, she's a fantastic journalist. She's overcome her own personal, you know, yeah. uh, stuff with alcoholism and, and, you know, and kind of worked her way back and is like doing really well with her career. So I'm excited for this. Yeah. Because it did catch a lot of criminals it back did. in the day. And, um, you know, anything that we can get these crazy people off the streets and, you know, and kind of do it. And, you know, we talk about this all the time, but America's Most Wanted while real criminals while real people like in real stories and stuff it is kind of entertainment because it's dramatization and different you know reenactments and things like that for sure so we're catching bad guys with entertainment and uh, you can't go wrong with that yeah i mean exactly and i mean plus it gives the public a chance to help because so many tip lines can be tapped when the public might know a little something or might have seen the guy at the grocery store or some shit. That's so it. I think it's very important. I think it's very cool. But at 10 years after its cancellation, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, maybe they need this yeah. because can you even imagine right now with everybody wearing masks, mm. how easy it must yeah, be right yeah. now to be committing crimes left and right because everybody's wearing a fucking mask. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is put on a wig or a hat and you got your mask. And I mean, to, 
identify it. people as like so you know yeah that's gonna be so freaking hard like it how is, are you yeah. gonna cut eye color i guess like, right like you know so i don't know freaking crazy uh heading over to the bunny i don't know how i feel about this one uh I, we kind of talked about this off air but i don't really know how you feel about this one uh reportedly Zack snyder's the snyder cut of the justice league will be a four-hour long movie rather than a four-part miniseries than originally planned, like we talked about before. Right, right. And I'm, I'm not excited. I'm not excited about I, that. Um, I mean, it's just too long. I mean, I was so excited about The Irishman. I think The Irishman would have been a better movie if it wasn't so long. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. I felt, okay, look, to be fair, I felt the same way about The Irishman. I did. I thought it was too long. It took too long to get to where it was trying to go, and which is odd to say about a Scorsese film, but I just, yeah. I felt that way. But I'm also the guy that loves sitting through the fucking Lord of the Rings movies and like those long ass movies, you know, or Gone with the Wind or like all these crazy, you know, long. So I don't know how I'm going to. I'm hoping if it is like legit four hours, it's one of those where it's so fucking good. It just flies by. You don't even realize it's been four hours. I really hope so. Because if not, and it's got any kind of a lull, that could be trouble. It's going to be, yeah. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll sit through a three-hour movie. I love Wolf of Wall Street, all the Star Wars films. But, yeah, man, like, if there is any lull, I think you'll lose the audience, like, real quick because they're not going to want to sit through the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, with it being streaming and at-home entertainment, like, if they just feel like they could fall asleep, they're going to turn it off. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Well, I really wish they would have went with the miniseries. I do too, and I don't know why they changed course because Snyder originally announced it as the as the miniseries. And I, th- I think that the, the problem for Snyder right now is that he had so much unseen footage yeah. that he really felt like was not in the theatrical release and which was integral to the part of the story that he's trying to get it all in there. Yeah. He's trying to tell his story and like, I don't know though. I think you would have done a better job of that spread out as opposed to trying to cram it all into four hours because the, the, the flip side of is if there's a lull and it feels too long is if it feels rushed. Yeah. What if it's a four-hour movie that feels rushed because everything is they just tried being to hit all thrown the bolts, at you? Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I am excited to see Darkseid in full armor and Martian Manhunter, though. Yeah. That's going to be badass. Yeah, I'm super pumped for it. I mean, we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, it's, it's a very interesting choice. It's a very interesting choice. And so is this next one, and I'm really super excited about this one because, as you guys know, we're, we're Titans fans, right? And you've heard me talk about it. The Teen Titans was the very first comic book I ever bought way back in the day. I guess it's classic now. Now, it is. It's fucking 1980. It's got to be a classic. <laughs> Literally 1980. Oh. But um, I, so I've always been a huge fan. I've always loved these characters. I've always been, and so now we're introducing Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, mm. or Lord. Oracle, because apparently we're gonna see her after she's already been crippled by Joker. Yeah, and we know that in Titans mythology on the television side of that. I guess Batman killed Joker. Yeah. Like, like, and that's why Batman's like. like gone, kind of like, you know, everything kind of went haywire. So maybe that was why? Yeah. We don't know. But she'll be the commissioner, police commissioner of Gotham. Yep. And she's going to be an integral part. And uh, clearly with the wheelchair and Oracle, I, I, it's, it has to be Oracle. Yeah. Will we see her? And I doubt we'll see. 
I doubt we'll see her in flashbacks as Batgirl because, unless it's just some other person under the mask because kudos to the team. They've actually hired a handicapped person to play Barbara Gordon. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. they It's an amputee. She, uh, we haven't even mentioned her name we yet. We haven't uh, yet. Savannah Welch. Yes. Savannah Welch has been cast as Barbara Gordon, and she is an amputee losing one of her legs in an accident in 2016. So, I mean, if she knows how to walk with it, maybe we could see flashbacks like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be very interesting because they are doing the storyline as well where there is a compli- complicated like love triangle between Bruce and Dick and Barbara. So that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know. How do you feel about that? I don't know because like the first time that we kind of saw that like was the Killing Joke animated film where we saw Batman hooking up with Batgirl. Yeah. Prior cool. to that, it was like it 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 wasn't. Yeah. It, it always Dick. It was always like you know a Robin Nightwing Batgirl kind of was always on the table. Was always kind of a flirt. But until the animated Killing Joke, I was like, whoa, hey, whoa, what, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Hold like, on. You know. So maybe that's where the idea like comes from. But yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I mean, what are they saying? Because she's like along the lines of Brandon Thwaites, who plays yeah. Dick Grayson. Yeah. And we saw your boy Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I mean that that dude's old enough to be her father or maybe more. Yeah. Like so, love triangle. What? Uh, yeah. Eh? It's gonna be very interesting to see how all that plays out, especially with Dick still like trying to reconcile his feelings towards Bruce, like trying to figure all of his mixed emotions like about that situation. And Corey. Yeah, and Corey. Remember, they were sleeping together, and and much to the comic history, they were together for quite a while as a couple, and very much. So, how is that gonna be another, another weird triangle, triangle yeah. going on? Like, what? Yeah. What is a six-sided triangle? Is that yeah, even a thing? From, like, from, from, from. Math. Math, man. <laughs> Not down with See, we told you you'd need it. Geometry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, super pumped about this next one, though, because Lisa Kudrow has revealed more details about the much-anticipated Friends reunion for HBO Max. Um, <laughs> we literally just watched Name That Tune, and Name they used the, fra- the Friends uh, theme song. Uh, she did an interview with Rob Lowe on his Lowe's Literally podcast. Uh, Kudrow revealed that the project... Project is already underway, and they seek to begin shooting in early, early spring. And she also doubled down on what Matthew Perry dropped uh, for Friends fans back in November and tweeted saying that the shooting will begin in uh, beginning of March. And apparently she's already pre-shot something for the special, awesome. which is really cool. And I mean – it's going to be a lot like the Fresh Prince uh, reunion where they all come back and reflect on their time on set. It's not going to be them playing their characters. It's going to be their real selves reflecting on their characters and just the fun they had, which, I mean, it's really cool when they were all cast, like the producers sent them all to Vegas so they yeah. could get to know each other. Like, yep. I'm so pumped about that. The stories that we're going to hear. And and and, uh, and thankfully for them, much cheaper than NBC Universal had to do it with rebuilding the whole Fresh Prince set because Central Perk is a, a mainstay on the yeah. Warner Brothers lot. And you know that's you where it's going it. to be. They're yeah. going to be like in Central Perk, like recounting everything. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm super pumped. And just based on the numbers that we saw for the Fresh Prince reunion and for all these little reunions that they've been doing uh, popping up, uh-huh. this is going to be fucking huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I, mean, I think HBO Max is going to gain a lot of fucking subscribers from this bad boy. Look how many they got just for um uh the West Wing one. Yeah, I mean, exactly. so can you even imagine like with with friends? Yeah, I can't, it's going to be huge. I like how they're doing different interpretations of these reunions, though. Like with mm-hmm. the West Wing, they completely redid an episode yeah. in kind of this time period. But yep. with Fresh Prince, it was kind of like a recap with all of the actors. I think that's really cool. It's a really cool new idea, and that's what we need. Um, next one I'm so super pumped about, and this is why I have my Funkos out today. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Game of Thrones for those who are listening on podcast platforms. HBO is in early development of its next Game of Thrones prequel. And it's a series adaptation, of course, from George R.R. R. Martin of fantasy novels. This one's going to be titled Tales of Duncan Egg. It's going to variety reported and news adding that it's going to be a one-hour show that would be based on the series of novels by Martin, which follows an adventure or adventures of uh, Sir Duncan the mm. Tall, who is Dunk, and a young Aegon V Targaryen, who is Egg. And I mean, everybody knows from the original Game of Thrones, the Targaryen family has a huge, huge historic background when it comes to ruling the Seven Kingdoms. So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, there's no showrunner at- or writer attached to the prequel series Whoa. animation or the uh, adaptation right now. Yeah, I raise my hand, man. <laughs> I will do that shit. Well, it's a crazy ant project. We can do it bargain basement price man right like, it's so good we'll do it for so cheap it's right. fine it's fine <laughs> um it is a high priority for hbo though because the cable uh distribution channel is looking to put house of dragons and this one on the map as soon as possible yes that's so, uh, super freaking exciting man i just hope they don't run game of thrones into the ground i uh, that's a good point yeah. like where they oversaturate it like with walking dead and stuff Agreed. like don't do that guys another high priority for hbo obviously euphoria Mm-hmm. Right, because it's 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 a massive hit. Yes, Zendaya is the it girl right now. Yes. They can't get enough of it. We can't get enough of it. And Sam Levinson, the mastermind behind it, is giving it to us. Yes, because he announced that they have plans to start filming season two in March, just right around the corner, yeah, not bad and at that all. he is determined to get episodes this year. Yes, we will see episodes from season two this year. Thank you, Sam Levinson. Yeah, that's so freaking awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I, I'm so pumped about the next episode that's coming out, too, of like the the bonus episodes. Have yes. you watched the first one yet? I have watched the first one. Oh, I did not watch the second brilliant. one. Is it out? Is uh, it out? Yeah. I had yeah. no idea. Yep. Shit. Yep. Damn, behind. Yeah. Fuck. No, it's okay. At least you watched the first. You know, I, I haven't like – yeah, no, it's – but um, I, if you guys haven't seen the show, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it is. And risque. And touches on things that you maybe you know it's it's not kid friendly. Listen no, to our interview with Shinola Hampton. You will see. You will it's, hear. It no. is not. But but it's a brilliant show and maybe quite honestly Zendaya's best work. I agree. I mean, it's some just, real shit. Man. It is. It's some real real shit. Um, high maintenance. Everybody knows it from HBO. Uh, it is finished after its fourth season of April 2020, which already happened. Uh, so it won't be coming back for the fifth season. HBO confirmed. I mean, a lot of people were like very confused about that because apparently it did pretty well in the ratings. But I think HBO is trying this whole new rebranding thing like we talked about, focused towards streaming. And maybe if it wasn't doing well on HBO Max, they were like, "Eh, is it even worth it? So, I mean, this comes after news of last week when um, Issa Rae's freaking show got canceled, uh, Insecure. 
And that's it's Ray. Yeah. I mean, come on now. So. Exactly. But an interesting thing that I had no idea about this show actually started as a web series on Vimeo yep. in 2012 before being acquired by HBO and airing in 2016. So, I mean, it's got an awesome history. So, hopefully, they were able to somewhat wrap it up in that final fourth season. But who knows, man? Who knows? Like, everything's focused towards streaming right now. So, you know. Yeah. And, and maybe HBO Max is just doing its best to emulate Netflix, which yeah. cancels hit series. <laughs> Right. Like, we love it. It's doing awesome. Cancel it. Uh, yeah. Like what? So HBO Max's plan to beat Netflix is to become Netflix. That's what it is. This is a hit show. Fucking cancel it. That's yeah. what Netflix yeah. would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So freaking. I don't funny. know. This next one's pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting this at all, and I had no idea it was going to happen before this past week. Warner Brothers will be releasing Willy Wonka, or Wonka, I should say, in March seventeenth. On March 17th in 2023. And it's going to be a prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which focuses, of course, on Willy Wonka. Uh, This one is going to be about his younger days, uh, trying to build the empire of his Candyland brilliant workshop. So are we going to find out where the origin of the golden ticket comes from? Mm, Like what what was the idea behind the golden ticket? How did that develop right, right? Go? so maybe maybe that's what we find out maybe yeah. that's what we learn i i saw possibly tom holland is in the in the running for really? that really yeah really and or that kid um from dune that kid oh, from dune yeah 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 i like tom holland though because if he lets his hair grow out he's he's got curl you know if you yeah. guys haven't seen it when he lets it grow out it's kind of he kind of reminds me of a young Gene Wilder. Yeah. So yeah, that could be because you know they sh- they're not going the Johnny Depp fucking. No. Guy. No, it'll no. be the original Gene oh, Wilder. Yeah. So that's awesome. I, I, I kind of like that. His agent though, because they're fucking making sure he's not typecast at all. Yeah. From no. No. Like I'm so excited for Cherry. Holy shit. Yes. Oh, fucking that one looks. Dark. And you have to do that because he is the perfect spider-man he is he you will never get a better spider-man in my opinion nothing against toby Maguire or andrew garfield they did great but he tom holland is spider-man yeah so when that happens you have to fucking go like because yeah. otherwise you will be wearing that at conventions 40 years Forever. from now you gotta do your shit so i'm with you i think his agents are fucking brilliant yeah, i mean I agreed. and to his he's a brilliant actor yeah he is fantastic he's so much more than spider-man agreed so agreed apparently this wonka film has been in production or been in development for four years now um director paul king is helming this project and it's in the early days and won't be shooting while uk is in lockdown no casting yet like i said but they are eyeing some people of course, like we talked about before, Gene Wilder's epic phenomena uh, was released by Paramount in 1971 when he played uh, Willy Wonka. Yes. So that's crazy. It's, I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. Hey, do you like CBS hey. All Access? Yeah, right. Right? Sure that's a pretty good name, do. right? Yeah. Are you happy that it, we have a streaming service that doesn't have a plus behind it? Well, too bad. Because CBS All Access is becoming Paramount Plus, and we now know when. Yes. Apparently in March, right around the corner, March 4th. The rebranding will take place. Uh, the It will be March 25th in Australia, and by the middle of the year, all the rest of Canada and the rest of the world. Uh, CBS All Access is going to be rebranded as Paramount Plus, like we said. Um, and along with the launch dates, the company said on February 24th, it's going to deliver overall its plans for the streaming service. Mm. But, I mean, we already kind of know what it is. It's going to kind of like just take everything from CBS All Access and, and like Paramount and Nickelodeon all, and like it's all going to be branded yeah. into one spot. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, yeah, I and, mean, now you will definitively have Star Trek the movies, Star Trek the TV side under all one, one roof. Place, like, yeah. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I agree. I just, I'm a huge fan of CBS All Access, so don't fuck it up. Dead. <laughs> I get your rebranding. I'm getting you're adding things to it. I'm getting you. Don't fuck it up, though, because it's one of the ones that I really enjoy. Yeah. So, don't do it. Don't do it. And stop selling your shit. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what are you gonna put on there? You're rebranding. You're putting on. What are you gonna put, stop selling your shit? Paramount. That's I all know. I'm saying. It's <laughs> so funny. So funny. Uh, backtracking a little bit back to Warner Media. Uh, Walker CW. The CW Walker performed extremely well on Thursday, aka its opening night. It brought in 2.4 million viewers and earned a rating of 0.4 in the key demographic of 18 to 49. Of course, probably a lot of those are the Supernatural family. Seeing right. what Padalecki is gonna do he SPN. looks badass like the trailer and like the previews look badass he does spn man yeah yeah they will follow everywhere it's true you know they will so and good for him because you know they, he deserves it he's a great actor he is a great actor and i think always kind of like not over not giving the credit he deserves i don't think i agree so, i feel like a lot of people who stay in the tv lane don't get the credit they deserve yeah I mean, to be honest, I mean, Jensen Eccles, I mean, of course, we're talking about Supernatural, so I'm going to break up Jensen Eccles, but he is also a phenomenal actor that does not get the recognition no. he deserves. And we should say, both did attempt the film, yeah. Lane. Yeah. It, what, uh, Jared with a Friday the 13th reboot yeah, yeah, yeah. and Bloody Valentine with Jen- Maybe they should have stayed away from the horror stuff. Yeah, there, right. Because Supernatural and all that, it maybe if they had gone like romantic comedies, yeah. maybe that shit would have worked. And which I could have seen, I could see that. I yeah. could see both of them in romantic comedies. Absolutely, but. absolutely. So if you, on hiatus, if you guys want to take that route, do something different. Do something. Just different. Yeah, yeah. But I'm definitely going to check out Walker. I want to see what that's like. Me too. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> the original Walker, which Chuck Norris is a classic now. Uh, yeah, it is. That's a classic. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. With Chuck and Nia Peoples. You remember <laughs> Nia Peoples? She was on a show called Fame in the 80s. In the 80s. A classic. No idea. No. Uh, Debbie Allen? No. Stick? No. 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 Moving on. No. You know what else is a classic <laughs> that should not be rebooted? Naked Gun. Yeah. Naked Gun mm. should not be rebooted. Uh, Seth MacFarlane, I, I love you, bro, but no. And he's going to try to bring Liam Neeson a part of this no. thing as Frank Durbin. No. Yeah. No. What is that? You cannot. N- I don't no. like it. I don't like this no. idea. So It's a bad idea all the way around. Uh, Liam Neeson has a particular set of skills, and it's not this doing a not fart it. sound. Like, it. no. 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 Leslie, you're never going to get a replacement. So just, you know, this is a bad idea. I agree. I'm with you. Seth MacFarlane is a genius, but this is a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. This is a paycheck. It, it is. I have to, I'm just going to say it. That is. That's that's what that is because he's smarter than that. Yeah. Yep, man. Uh, craziness, crazy. Uh, anyway, Utopia's Farrah McKenzie is set to be a series regular opposite of Adir Kalin and Parker Young in the United States of Al, which is going to be very interesting. It's a CBS multi-camera comedy yep. series from the epic Chuck Lore, you know, the guy behind Big Bang Theory. That That's guy. right. Um, and David Gochic and Maria Ferrari. Uh, United States of Al is about a friendship between Riley, who's played by Young, who is a Marine combat veteran struggling to readjust to civilian life in Ohio. And uh, um, 
Almar, Almir, you guys know, <laughs> you know, don't, I don't even have to say anything, a.k.a. Al, uh, the interpreter uh, who served with his unit in Afghanistan and has just arrived in this home to start a new life in America. So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, as a comedy. Though. Right, this is, right. Yeah. This is a returning war veteran from a crazy war, possibly PTSD, and it's a, <laughs> it's yeah. a comedy. What? I don't know. But you know what? I think, though, this falls into what we're always talking about and what we had talked about a little earlier. Educating people through entertainment. It's the best if way. They, if they can deal with subjects like PTSD and and or racism against Muslims or, or any of the type the things that I can think that would come up in this show and they can do it with comedy yep. and through entertainment, that's good. I agree. That's really good. So, you know. Yeah. This next one I'm super excited about because this series – as a whole, is going to be fucking epic. Girl power, man. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer has signed on to be Betty Ford in the upcoming Showtime series, The First Lady. Uh, it was The First Ladies, but now it's just The First Lady because I guess each episode is going to focus on one of the first right, ladies. Right, right. Um, in addition, Susan Bear has signed on to direct and executive produce the anthology series. The show is described as reframing of American leadership and told through the lens of the women and the heart of the White House. Pfeiffer joins the announced previous cast member, Viola Davis, who is going to play Michelle Obama. Yes. Epic, man. Epic. Epic. Man, this is going to be an interesting one with Betty Ford because you know, guys, Betty Ford had some history. Yeah, man. The Betty Ford Clinic because she she had problems and got, you know, help and taken care and hence the Betty Ford Clinic to help other people deal with problems and so this is going to be an interesting one yeah i agree and i also saw in the article that they are going to be trying to focus on um miss roosevelt as well eleanor roosevelt yeah so trying to figure all if ever there was a a woman behind the president yeah that's that's the one yeah right like i mean seriously it's very close between i think nancy reagan and eleanor roosevelt Mm. because they really are the women that that propped those men up and and so yeah, this is a brilliant series. Yeah, this is a brilliant. I series. agree. I can't not freaking wait. Uh, NBC Universal uh, doing some interesting things to say the least. Peacock has renewed the Saved by the Bell series reboot for the second season. Uh, I watched the first episode and didn't watch anything else. It, it was not. I was not a fan. I was not a fan. Um, each episode or each uh, season is going to be ten episodes. The first one was ten episodes. Now the second one's going to be ten episodes. So. There you go. This is as bad an idea as keeping the name Peacock. Yeah, right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just That's you could have gone with NBC Plus. Yeah, I know. Everybody else is fucking using Plus. Right. It, it, sure, you would have been copying, but it's better than fucking Peacock. Exactly. Just saying. Yeah, interesting. Uh, this next one, I mean, it was the talk of the town this past week because, I mean, it's the latest Tom Hanks movie that has been promoted. Uh, Bios, an upcoming sci-fi film starring Mr. Hanks himself and uh, a pup named Goodyear, has been delayed. The movie from Universal Pictures and Ablin Entertainment has initially been scheduled for um april 16th of 2021 but has been pushed back four months to august 13th now this one is taking place uh underneath Bloomhouse productions actually so that's very interesting to just think about those two working together. uh yeah right yeah Uh, um this uh, was directed by miguel 
Bachanuk, um, best known for his work as the HBO's uh, fantasy epic Game of Thrones. We love you then. Uh, the post-apocalyptic <laughs> drama follows the last man on Earth, an ailing inventor named Finch, who is played by Hanks, as he nears death and he builds an android to protect his loved dog. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. He's trying a whole bunch of different stuff. He really is. I mean, you know, he's another, like, well, I think we all know he's, like, maybe the greatest actor of our generation. Yeah, anyway. agreed. So, uh, I mean, the guy's got, like, a lot of gold. That's yeah, all I'm seriously. He's got a lot of gold. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I mean so, first that Western newspaper one, and yep. now, like, a sci-fi one. Like, all I right. just like how he can just continuously jump in and out of comedy. I know. You know, like, he yeah. does these, like, Philadelphia, and then he jumps up to Joe versus Volcano, and, like, like all. it's just amazing to me how he can continuously keep doing that, yeah. and he's so damn good at both. Yeah. I mean, just, it's Tom Hanks. So good, man. His so blood possibly... Good. What, it's the it, cure. What, the vaccine that it's you the know, cure. That's saying. what's injecting yeah. into everyone. <laughs> it's so funny. Mom's about to get some Tom Blanks, uh, Tom Hanks blood. Gosh. Fantastic. Yeah. Woo! Uh, and going over to Sony, Sony Pictures Classics. I mean, you know, classics from the eighties. Um, has acquired worldwide rights distribution rights to Twelve Mighty Orphans, and it's a new drama starring Luke Wilson, Martin Sheen, and Vanessa Shaw and Robert oh. Duvall. Damn, uh, Twelve Mighty Orphans tells a story of the of the mighty mites football team of fort worth orphanage who during the great depression went from playing without shoes or a football to playing in the texas state championship and texas loves their football damn right um the team was led by a legendary high school football coach uh, rusty russell uh russell uh who flew who few knew was himself as an orphan. Damn. Yeah. Russell abandoned a crushy TIG teaching privilege kids to teach a coaching or a coaching position at an orphanage home of the Mighty Mites. So which is very interesting. This is also an interesting fact. Sheen and Duval have not shared the screen together since Apocalypse Now. Mm. Yeah. That's enough said right there. I, it's so funny that you that you that you end it that way because that's exactly the reference I was going to bring up. Uh-huh. If you guys have seen that you know if you have sheen and duval it's going to be fucking epic right you know i'd still love to meet martin sheen yeah had the great pleasure of meeting mr duval uh I, i'd like to cap it off with meeting sheen too be epic let's make it happen <laughs> i mean who knows? let's have a little reunion on the show exactly. it'd be great it'd be great Oh, I don't know. Anyway, two brilliant actors, so you know yeah. it's going to be good. Especially about football. Love football. Hell yes. Oh, man. Uh, more delays are happening. Sony also announced that theatrical release delays Peter Rabbit 2. Uh, the Runaway is moving from April 2nd to June 11th, <gasps> while Ghostbusters Afterlife is also being pushed from June 11th to November 11th. And Cinderella, which had been set to open on February 5th, is now going to open in July. So, damn. Now, damn. that's the Havana. That's yeah. the Camilla Cabello Cinderella. One. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, yeah. I know, oh. man. It that sucks. sucks. It does. <laughs> like, just stop. Stop. We want everybody to get healthy. We want to get rid of this fucking disease. We want to get it out of there, you know, and everything. But, man, it sucks. I know. It really sucks. It does. And, I mean, James Bond has also been delayed. MGM delayed James Bond. Again, this was one of the first ones that got delayed. Yep, yep. Uh, it was set to open on April 2nd. That was his last one, but it's now planned to set in October. All these people are going for the fall release dates. That's when they think 
possibly. That's right. That's so. right. Except for Tom Hanks, he got an he got pushed from spring to summer. So yeah, hope, right. maybe they're hoping for a summer blockbuster. He's Tom type. Hanks, and he's got the gene. If anybody can bring people back to the theaters, it's Tom Hanks. I agree. I, just during summer. Like we don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, Lionsgate. <laughs> Lionsgate. What? <laughs> Remember we told you about Army Hammer's recent trouble? Yeah, exit. Um, yeah, yeah no. exiting. His, uh, well, we've got some more news about that film. Yes. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Jennifer Lopez's shotgun wedding has found her new groom. Maybe. Not Army. Yeah, not yet. Boop. Nope, nope, we don't know. But a week after Army Hammer's exit from Lionsgate, the romantic action comedy, Josh Dumont. And where has he been? Dude, yeah. I he, mean, like, I, what, a, he, yeah. like, fell off the face of the planet after the whole Fergie marriage kind of thing. Like, like, and where's Fergie? I know. Does Josh know where Fergie is? Maybe we can figure all of this out. It'll be fantastic. But apparently, Josh Dumont is the man. Yes. Uh, he has been chosen as his replacement. He's in negotiations as we're recording this show, and once it's locked down, we'll let you know for sure. But I'm pretty sure that's a good deal. That's a good yes. deal. That's a good deal. I agree. Just say Good I deal. I agree. And also, Golden Globes nominee Dennis Quaid. You might know him. You might love him. And Oscar-nominated actress Virginia Madsen yes. has signed on uh, for the John Irwin and Andrew Irwin-directed sports drama American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Mm. This one is having, like, all the A-listers come and be a seriously, thing, man. I mean, we already announced uh, Adam Baldwin, Bruce McGill, Danny Vincent, Chance Kelly, Hayden Zeller, and of course Zachary Levi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, damn. Come on, guys. I know. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to see this movie, and it will be Christian based. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people forget that religion and Christianity is like a hardcore part of Kurt Warner's story. Yeah. So, and I think, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting, and they typically do very, very well. So, yeah. just saying. Exactly, exactly. All right, guys, now it is time. We were talking about it at the be- very beginning of the show and teased it a little bit in the intro. Netflix, they they saw a huge jump in the stock market this week. Like, they're actually talking about they're going to have cash on hand to pay those bonds that are coming due. Thank goodness. Holy shit. Yeah. No yeah. way. <laughs> like, what? I mean, how does that even happen? I know. Because they continuously keep borrowing, right? And But I'll tell you how that happened. COVID. COVID. As bad as COVID is, people were sitting on their asses watching Netflix. Yeah. They were home with nothing else to do, and they were straight. We've been talking about what shows we've been streaming. Our guests have been talking about what shows they were streaming. So yep. that's how Netflix is making a bunch of money. Yeah. So. <laughs> and thank goodness. Thank goodness. I mean, because... They needed it. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, it's yeah. going to be good. It's super crazy. On Wednesday, which was its highest day this past week, it was up 16.9%. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a huge jump. Should have bought Netflix that day. Fuck. <laughs> oh, it's all good, though. It's yeah. all good. Good for them. I mean, they are definitely the juggernaut of the streaming services right now. For now, Disney's right there on their heels. Mickey is literally, I guess, Pluto, Goofy, whatever dog you want, yeah. is barking at you, nipping at your ass. It's literally. Like, Literally, it's but good. good for them. Good for them, rocking and rolling, and almost not being out of, or almost not being in debt. I mean, two hundred and fifty-nine billion. Yeah, I mean that's insane, guys. That is insane. But when you're spending two hundred million a pop on films, and you're like announcing new films every day, yeah. That'll add up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I was just saying, that'll add up. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, more news coming out of Netflix. You know, their hit drama, BBC drama, Peaky Blinders. Yeah. It's going to end after its sixth and final season, which sucks. Yeah. But hold on, 
hold on. It, you might see these characters come back in another form. They're talking about a film in the works right now. Yeah, for yeah. Peaky Blinders. I, I guess it's kind of up in the air. He's talking about does he want to do the like a theatrical release yeah. route with a film, or I've also seen where he's talking about maybe ending the series with a film. Yeah, like you know. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Like I, I, I don't know, but. Um, I'm bummed to see it end though, because I'm a fan of that. Was a huge uh, I mean, one. Cillian Murphy and, and Tom Hardy and like so many people on that show that that just huge and yep. the, yeah, it's a great show. violent as hell, yeah, but a great show and um yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it, hey, it had a good run at Netflix. Though. It did. It did. I mean, I'm just saying. It agreed. Did. Agreed. Uh, and Shondaland, uh, her show right now that is fucking huge on Netflix, Bridgerton gets renewed for season two. That is good because everything else gets. Cancel that fucking Netflix. So that's true. Good for her. Good no, I'm for just her. a buddy of mine was talking about this, and apparently his wife was like hardcore into it. She's like addicted to it or whatever. And he walked in, kind of in the middle or whatever, and uh, he started watching one of the episodes, and he was like, "And I'm in a oh, thousand shit. percent in. I'm totally addicted, <laughs> and I didn't even see any of the sex. Oh, None of the controversial sex scenes. There wasn't even any sex in the part that I watched, and I'm still in. That's hilarious." <laughs> I guess it's pretty good. Yeah. Sex or no sex, it must be pretty good. So I don't. It's like a ringing endorsement. So there you go, season two. Right. And he had no idea. I'm like, you know, he's behind it. Shonda. Shonda. He's like Shonda. Grey's Anatomy. Oh shit! No. Yeah. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. So it had to be good. Right. Shit, it had to be Shonda. Like, That's so funny. Uh, Netflix is the latest uh, studio slash streamer to pick up some book adaptations. Uh, book or film rights and television rights of a book. Uh, the streaming service recently announced they have acquired author Ibram X. Kennedy's uh, series of books on anti-racism, which Ooh. is going to be super cool. Uh, Roger Ross Williams, the Oscar-winning director behind Life Animated and Music to be Pronounced, um, is set to direct the first in the series, uh, Stamped from the Beginning, and it's described as a hybrid documentary slash script feature Whoa. And, um, yeah, it's going to be super interesting. They have a lot of these coming from the book adaptations. The plans for another one of the books are Anti-Racist Baby, which is apparently an illustration book teaching about equality and inclu- inclusion through rhyming. And it's going to be an animated musical series focused on preschoolers. So that's awesome. Again, animation, you know, uh, music. Just any form of like those entertainments to teach messages, to yes. educate. It's so good. I and I love that all of these big five and the non-big fives, the streamers, are jumping on this. Yeah. Like it's good. It's good to see. So, I, yeah, I'm excited about that. Super pumped, man. Oh, this next one though. I was just talking about it the other day. When's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? <laughs> well, now we know. The Marvelous Miss Maisel goes back into production Last week, it went back into production last week, last week. Uh, in New York following uh, the protocols of COVID health guidelines, of course. Uh, Miss Maisel had long been targeting a January uh, start season for shooting, but of course, everybody knows they went through lengthy pre-production phase. They were actually building a whole bunch of new sets and creating a whole bunch of new costumes. Um, but the Paladinos did come out and say, sadly, that uh, in Season 4, they're going to rely heavily on CGI for the extras, which kind of sucks because apparently they employed hundreds and hundreds of yeah. extras for this thing. So yeah. that sucks. 
It does suck, but I am really excited that they're going back into production, and I can't believe it's already season four. I know. Like, I mean, it's a huge, huge hit. Palandino's rock. I agree. Can we see Lauren Graham, though? I know. Can we see Lauren they're Graham? Right, they're just, working for, I like, know, the perfect spot. I know, and it's going to be hard now with her on the Disney Plus series, you know, Mighty Ducks or whatever, because yep. she just left Zoe's because of scheduling shit, but make it happen, yeah. Amy. Make it happen. Do it. Do it. Amazon Studios documentary Time to Shine, uh, and it's directed by Garrett Bradley and produced by Amazon in partnership with uh, Concordia Studio. It enters the Oscar race. Apparently, they're trying to take on Netflix, which is, who is huge in the documentary realm and yes. have been nominated for multiple yeah. Oscars in the documentary realm. But this one is going to be focusing on racial injustice. So, of course, perfect, relevant for the time. So I'm very interested in this. Um, and apparently Bradley's film tells a story of Fox Rich, a mother of six who brought who fought tirelessly to release her husband who was sentenced to 60 years in prison for armed robbery. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's insane. I love this though. I love all these documentary type films. I love all these stories about justice and like all these and what I really like yeah, you you said it right at the top of that story. It's like you you have to bring the game because Netflix has got I'm not even kidding. I think like four or five legit Oscar contenders this year that could be nominated. Yeah. Like honestly, I mean they're just and we haven't even seen John David Washington and Zendayas yet. No. And I mean cuz that could be another one. So it's just you got to you got to start elevating to catch them, man. So this sounds like like a good one though. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Uh Riz Hamid's uh left-hand film has signed a first look deal with uh, a first look TV deal with Amazon Studios. And this go. move comes after he was uh, enjoying rave reviews of his starring role in the Amazon film Sound of Metal. So mm. they were like, shit, might as well come on. <laughs> I mean, you build that partnership on set and executives come and I mean, you start talking to people like, hey, I have a production company. It's all about who you know in this industry. Guys. Right. Uh, AMC veteran Ali Moore it has is left-handed. She's joining him as a senior VP. She might be left-handed. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Uh, and head of television to oversee the company's production and development. Of course she left AMC because fuck it. I mean. There's some you know. shady accounting going on. Yeah. Like, like, the creators aren't maybe getting paid what they should be. Yeah. But, um, so, but this is awesome and fantastic. And what I really like about Amazon out of all of the streamers is they legit seem to be like building family. You know, you hear about the Netflix signs these big four-year deals with people, you know, and all kinds of – but Amazon, you hear about like legit creators like coming on and forming their companies and building all – like keeping people from project to project and literally becoming like a family inside there. And I think that's – that's huge. It's really and good. I think Amazon is on the right track with that stuff. So yeah. good for them. Yeah. For them. Completely agree, man. Completely agree. Man, oh, so much good industry news. So freaking good. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Now it is time for the top five segment, guys. And this one was definitely hard. Like super duper hard, of course. Brought to you by our podcast producer, Jason. Damn you, motherfucker. Yes. Uh, he, he keeps bringing it every 
week, man. And this list, what the thing I, I he keeps bringing ones that we could legitimately have like fifty of each category. Yeah. Like to, to narrow it down to five every week, it's like, come on, man. Like I I, this is a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough. One. Agreed. It is top five teen films. Teen films. <laughs> now you know the dilemma. Exactly, starring and centered around teenagers. So let's just hop right into this bad boy. My number five came out a couple years ago, and I wasn't really expecting anything from this film but introduced me to one of my favorite actors now i'm talking about paper towns Mm. you know that kind of like mysterious one where the girl disappears and the guy who has a crush on her is like oh shit what the fuck he's like the only one that cares like goes on a cross-country road trip to find trying to find her yeah i'm talking about justice smith though honestly one of my favorite young actors right now because he's he fucking knocked it out of the park in that movie enough to where i wanted to follow his career to the get town to um jurassic world like just a whole bunch of stuff he's an amazing actor like i said so if you haven't seen paper towns it's a really good film like i mean very story driven so i mean really good film for a filmmaker to watch agreed Agreed. And my number five is another one, if you're a filmmaker, an aspiring filmmaker, is another one you should definitely watch because the filmmaking techniques that they use in this film and the shots and the way it's done are absolutely fucking brilliant and you should watch it. And you've heard me talk about this one before, Jesse Andrews. It's based off a book and it turned into a movie. I I, I tout this thing all the time and I just feel like I have to because I don't think enough people have seen it. I'm talking about Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. It's basically about two best friends and the one guy's girlfriend and she's dying from cancer and like it's just an absolutely brilliant film coming of age type thing it's got bernthal okay john bernthal as a principal who gives them weed or like you know i mean come on and soup and soup some spiked soup. I'm just saying, you cannot go wrong with that. But seriously, though, there's like this one shot where they're just following along and it kind of goes upside down and they're going upstairs and they go into the room. It's just the lighting, the technique, the, the just from a filmmaking standpoint. And the actors are all brilliant. They're all, literally all brilliant, not just Bernthal. Um, I can't stress it. See this movie. See, See it. this movie. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Yes. It's like that. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, man. Uh, My number four, definitely testosterone-driven. I was a youngin' when this one came out, so I was like, yeah, badass! But it's fucking just hilarious. I love MMA, too, so it makes sense. Uh, Never Back Down, if you guys have not seen this one. I mean, fucking, basically, just about protecting yourself with mixed martial arts. I mean, super badass. There's a lot of great people attached to this one. Um, a few crazy people, you know, like Amanda Heard. Um, but yeah, that's actually the first one I was introduced to her. Mm. I've nev- never known who she was before that movie. But, um, yeah, never back down. Just super, like... I don't know, man. If you're looking to get pumped up and, like, just, yeah, fuck those bullies, like, the never back down is the movie you should watch because it's definitely about an underdog, like, overcoming all the bullshit and coming out on top at the end. Mm. Yeah. Without doubt. Super badass. Super badass. And the rest of my top five is showing my age. Yeah. And I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. Because they're all brilliant films. My number four, um, maybe one of – maybe my favorite, uh, definitely one of my favorite Robin Williams films of all time, um, Dealing with Teens, obviously. Obviously. And um, Heavy Subjects, which it, the irony of it all because it's about a, a guy who eventually ends up killing himself and then – 
you know, we know what happened with Robin. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, I'm of course talking about Dead Poet Society. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Yes. Um, just a fucking brilliant movie. Josh Charles, Ethan Hawke, so many just brilliant when they were fetuses. Yeah. Like right. literally, I mean, and, um, I can't say enough, guys. If you, a coming of age story about like just about everything you could talk about, funny stuff, serious stuff, um, you know, subject matter. But and again, maybe Robin Williams' best performance, uh, and he didn't win a fucking Oscar for yeah. it. Yeah, what? Like I don't know. But Dead Poet Society, my number four. Yes, yes. Oh man, such a good one. My number three goes to. The Outsiders, mm. taking it back. I mean, this one, like... Monday! Yeah, back to Monday. his day. I mean, this one, like, it had a lot of fucking people that went on to be huge, massive huge. stars. Tom Cruise was in this one. Yes. I mean, if you blink, you'll miss him, but... Tom Cruise was the name in this yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the funny thing. He was, like, really the only name. Yeah. But the rest of these people, when he tells you, you're like, no, they're all fucking names. Yeah. But then it was just Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean... Which is crazy, because he, like, had barely any, any lines. Exactly, exactly. It's so funny. I mean, Emilio Estevez, Patrick Swayze, fucking Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Like, uh, there's so many people they in this. All, Rob Lowe. Yeah, they Rob all Lowe. went on to huge fucking Soda careers. Pop, like, like, yeah, oh. yeah. This is such a good movie, though. It's best, especially about like the different social classes. I mean, of course, it's dated back in the fifties, but it's still stuff going on like this today. I mean, yeah. especially in schools. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, so well. Good. And what? See Thomas Howell, right? Mm-hmm. Like Pony Boy, right? Yeah. Like, like ET, ET yeah. fame. Oh. Uh, but it was pre-Karate Kid Machio, pre-Dirty Dancing Swayze. It was like, what? Pre-West Wing uh, Rob Lowe or like any of the Brat Pack stuff. It was just insane. Uh, I mean, that one's so good. That is good. a really good I can good watch one. that at any point in time. It's Absolutely. so damn good. Stay golden, Pony Boy. That's right. That's right. Uh, my next one, it's the play hooky film of all time literally the teen like if you're taking a day off from school this is how you do it kind and in my opinion if you're just taking a day and living life this is how you fucking do it i'm of course talking about ferris bueller's day off yes i mean come on and again charlie sheen jennifer gray (laughs) like so many people in this movie that were like and then you know huge but there they are, and and I just I mean, and and Matthew Broderick, I mean, fucking brilliant. Yeah, the, the just Mia and uh, Sarah Mia and like all these people, just all brilliant. The scene with Cameron and uh, just the car and like oh, uh, just so good. picking her up from school, and then the whole you know the song in the parade and just, literally every I could literally all day long just literally the everything about this movie yeah. is epic, absolutely and. In my opinion, maybe one of the best movies ever break the fourth wall. I agree. Like when you know, yeah. I think it every from Ferris Bueller on, everybody tried to copy that that you know way of doing it to to smash that fourth wall, and it's done. To, even Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. Yeah. Like at the end, remember with bathroom and like you know the whole talking to the camera thing. I think it's a whole homage to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it. First of all, what the fuck? What the fuck, yeah. And second of all, go do it now! Well, after the show, but go do it! Yes, such a good one, man. So freaking good. Uh, My number two, literally, all right, all right, all right. Put the motherfucker on the map. 
Okay, I'm talking about Dazed and Confused. This one was so freaking good. And, of course, I was watching this in the early years when I had my long hair and I looked like Randy Pink Floyd. <laughs> fucking, so, I mean, a lot of people in school called me Randy Pink Floyd. So, yes. I, that was great. That was great. Dazed and Confused will always be one of those that I hold near and dear to my heart, though, because it was just such that special time that you just don't forget growing up. Yep. So, Dazed and Confused, my number two. And speaking of, I just got his book, Matthew yeah. McConaughey's yeah. book, How's Green that Lights. Going? Yeah, uh, pretty good. First chapter down, and I, I, I'm I'm hoping that somewhere during you know he talks about Dazed and Confused and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. I just I think he's chill. Yeah. I just think he's like a very laid back kind of. I'm just taking life and giving everything I got to it, and taking everything it's given to me. Kind of a guy. So that film makes sense. Yeah. to me, and and would make sense to me if, as that's the one that launched him. Exactly. Just seems like he is that. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. Indie film turned into cult classic. That's right. Way. Yeah. That's right. Um, this next one. This is a classic. It is. It's a classic about preteens and teens, and adults. But uh, just yeah. Um, and again, fetuses, fetuses, fetus. Will Wheaton. Corey Feldman, Jerry O'Connell, River Phoenix. Mm. River Phoenix being, okay, maybe the biggest name. Kiefer Sutherland is also in it. Yeah. Um, and he was doing pretty good then. <laughs> yeah. I think right after that he did Lost Boys, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's when yeah, that around that period. same time, yep. Yeah. I'm, of course, talking about Stand By Me. Um, man. So good. So good yeah uh you talk about a coming of age story about just boys going to find a dead body you know that they had heard about being you know bullied and harassed by their older brothers who are trying to find the dead body first um you know the epic storytelling the fucking scene where they're crossing the lake with oh. the leeches and shit oh, oh my god the throw up scene with the pie eating contest and like just like you know I, I, richard dreyfus I mean, I think one of the best parts about that film is Richard Dreyfuss narrating and telling the story. And it wasn't even supposed to be him. Yeah. It wasn't even supposed to be him. It was supposed to be um, Duke. Mm. Uh, you know, the guy who do- voices Spawn in the anime. Oh. You know, very deep. I think he's David Duke, but not that David Duke. Um, I think – yeah. <laughs> not, not that no. David yeah. Duke. <laughs> um, I think that, that originally, but then for whatever reason that didn't happen, and then it was Richard Dreyfuss, oh. and the rest is history, right? Yeah. Like So um, Stand By Me wasn't the original name. Apparently it was based on st- – as you guys know, uh, Stephen King's book. And the studio was like, no, we can't use the actual name because it sounds like a porn film or yeah, horrible right. or whatever. So, like, they stand by me. Hence the song and, like, just brilliant film, guys. I can't – yes, lollipop, lollipop. So Little bit of tidbit. When they're running on that train, you know, the bridge, when the train is coming, they're, oh, shit. It's not – it's women. Mm. They used women stunt people because they, the men were all too big. So they had to use women to, to be the size of the boys what that the were hell? running. Yeah. So women stunt people running on the bridge in that scene right there and jumping to the side and stuff. How cool is that? that yeah. Just, fun just fact. Little, fun fact. Yeah. I had no idea, man. Had no idea. All right. Now it's time. <laughs> My number one. Oh, man. This one launched the one and only Heath Ledger into American stardom, like fucking put him on the map, basically. Yes. I'm talking about 10 things I hate about you. So many freaking quotables from this film. So many popular song. Great soundtrack, by the way. I what? Mean, yeah. So fucking good. Yeah. I mean, of course, the scene where you're just too good to be true. Can't oh, take my eyes off, off of you. Yeah. Oh, that's just such a good scene where he's trying to win her back. And, and such a like good song. Running back. <laughs> like, it's so damn good. Yeah. Everybody knows Heath Ledger, one of my favorites.
favorite actors of all time. So, yes, 10 Things I Hate About You. He was such a fucking badass. Yeah, that, that's all I have to say. Yeah. I think everybody of our loyal listeners and anybody who knows me personally knows what my number one is. They should. Because I'm a fucking 80s guy. I live the 80s. I love the 80s. I am the 80s. I rock. And you know I could not put this anywhere else but the top of my list because it is the epitome. And I'm just fucking – it transcends fucking well past the 80s. I think it's the teen drama for anybody growing up, honestly. I'm obviously talking about The Breakfast Club. Yes. Don't you – Forget about me. Don't do it, bitch. Don't do it. I mean, it's... I don't even have to say anything. You've seen it. You know you've seen it. It's like the fucking breakfast club. It's... it's, Yeah. I I don't know. Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. (laughs) Like, breakfast club. Yeah. I think that's like the fucking... The top of the top. No matter what. Like, it's definitely... It it would have been his number one. I got it first. Let's just be... I think you're right. I think if you ask anybody the number one teen coming of age angst, it's fucking Breakfast Club. Yeah. I mean... Seriously. Seriously. What's your top five teen movies? We want to know. Be sure to comment in the YouTube section below. Comment on the podcast comment section or let us know on social media. Let's start a thread. We love the fan interaction. We We, do. We love you guys. Uh, Heading over to Box Office... Recap, uh, The Marksman, whatever that is, uh, came in at number that's, one. Um, um, a particular set of skills, boy. Is it really? Yeah, that's his newest one, and it was the first film to finally knock off Wonder Woman. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah that, see, this is what I'm talking about. You don't need to do the fucking reboot. No. This is your particular set of skills. <laughs> Movies about killing people and shooting people. Yeah, that's what you do, Liam Neeson. Exactly. That's weird, man. Uh, fucking 3.2 million. Uh, Wonder Woman came in at number two. With, he dethroned uh, Wonder Woman! Yeah, he did. With this particular set of skills. Uh, <laughs> with 2.6 million. The Crude's A New Age with 2 million. Uh, News of the World with 1.1 million. And Monster Hunter with 925,000. Yes. Oh, and that, of course, News of the World, Tom Hanks. That's yeah, the one we were that's talking about that earlier. One. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. I'm, really, I'm waiting for that one to come on streaming. Me too. Because, yeah. Uh, new movies that are coming out today, I guess. Maybe. Maybe in a theater near you. <laughs> Our Friend, No Man's Land, Psycho Gorman, uh, Breaking Fast, and Wrong Turn. This all sounds like it could be one film that ends very badly. Yeah, right? I'm just saying. Our friend in No Man's Land is kind of a psycho Gorman, and he's breaking fast down that wrong turn. Exactly. It's boom. it's a boom. <laughs> like it, it, it's a Jason Bloom movie. Yeah, it's a Bloomhouse film. Literally, <laughs> it's like literally that's what it is. That's oh at least what it sounds like. Oh my goodness! Movies you can still go see: Promising Young Women, The Emperor's New Groove is apparently back in theaters. War with Grandpa, Bobby, and uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio and Bobby. So go see those. I mean, Bobby is just hanging. Yeah. Hanging. Like, he will not go away. No. Uh-uh. Oh, man. Uh, and now it is time for the last segment of the show, the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. You guys know about this app. You know it. We love it. We use it every single day. I'm going to ask you to use it in just a second. Yeah, we are. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Um, top Trending Movie, uh, Pieces of a Woman. Now, I think, if I'm correct, and you can consult the Bible. I don't, uh, I don't oh, have my phone. Oh, 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 piece have... of, I think this is the Vanessa Kirby one. Oh. And Shia LaBeouf one. Ah, Shia LaBeouf. I, I think. Yeah. Let, let's look at, look at this. Look at this. He's going to pull it up I, I'm in gonna, like I'm gonna look at five seconds. And see if I'm right. Because but it's so damn good. I think it is. I mean, it makes sense. Bam! Pieces of a woman. 
It is indeed Vanessa Kirby and Shia LaBeouf and Ellen Bernstein and your girl from uh, from our guest last week, Ken Mock. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, Schlesinger, Eliza Schlesinger. Eliza, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys, this one looks intense and yet another one that's being considered. Mm. Talking for, you mm. know, I don't know how that's going to go with Shia because he's apparently back in trouble again. Yeah, there's a but, lot of um, stuff going down with Yeah, him. so look, look at that. Yeah. It's just that easy. See how fast it's that was? It's just that easy. So fast. Uh, <laughs> top trending TV show by no surprise is WandaVision Holy right now. Shit. Everybody's Don't talking about fuck it. fuck with Wanda. No shit. That's all I'm just saying. If you guys ever even imagined, thought, maybe they haven't touched on how powerful she is – Wait till episode three. Oh, fuck. That's all I'm fucking saying. <laughs> no spoilers. Just don't fuck with Wanda. Yes. Yes. Just hands off. <laughs> hands off. Uh, the top trending star is still from Bridgerton, the guy from last week. Uh, <laughs> Reggie Jean Page. <laughs> that was a good attempt. It was. That was a really good attempt. Hopefully he'll be there for the third week in a row and we can try again. Yeah, we can It'll try be- again. <laughs> Third time's the charm, That's man. right, man. Third time's Third the charm. Time's he the is going to get it next week. I'm confident. Oh it's going to be there. Goodness. It's going to be there. Uh, well, anyway, guys, thank you for getting crazy <laughs> with us on episode 146. It's been a phenomenal ride. Of course, be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, the company is at Crazy Ant Media, and, of course, the podcast is at ItCaf Podcast. Yes. And you guys know you can subscribe, or you can follow us on social media as well. Uh, myself at JLo Fantastic and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. That's right. Right? And like I said, you guys know you can subscribe to, the, subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spodbean, Stitcher, and so much more. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hello. Don't you forget about me. And um, subscribe to the channel, like the video, and ring that bell. And we may have some news about that. We might have some news about that. Just <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned, Stay guys. Tuned. Stay tuned. It's great. You already know. You already know. That's right. And, of course, be sure to visit our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, for to, to rock the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Yes. It's all so damn good. It uh, is. Valentine's Day stuff. There's a Valentine's Day design that's going to drop here soon. I'm waiting literally until February 1st, so stay tuned for that. Um, a lot of good stuff. Of course, Game of Thrones. That was one of my favorite things to talk about uh but of course talking about netflix possibly fucking having money on hand that's crazy it is crazy it is crazy and of course any marvel news yeah, always course. is exciting so um i'm really looking forward to she hulk i'm not gonna lie yeah when i first heard it was gonna be a comedy i was like what what yeah. no but uh, the more i keep hearing about it and what it's gonna be and what it's setting up kind of a thing i'm all in yeah. and look i mean WandaVision is somewhat comedic, but then very serious in tone. So I'm okay with this. Yeah. I, I kind of think She-Hulk is going to be fantastic. Yeah. And the top five, because anything that references The Breakfast Club. Of course. I mean, you just you just don't feel – Jesus, Judd Nelson would be badass. Judd Nelson, please come on the show. Yeah, right. Please come on the show, man. Billionaire Boys Club, fucking Breakfast Club. Like, Dan- Transformers the, the yeah. movie. Transformers the – how many people know that? Transformers the movie. He was Rodimus Prime. Like, come on. Jesus, he'd be epic. <laughs> now, I'm see, I'm fucking pumped, oh, man. Pumped. Thank you, Breakfast Club. Thank you, Jason, for the top five. Oh, my goodness. So freaking <laughs> hilarious, man. So I'm so 80s. Hilarious. I'm so 80s. And someone who we will never forget about. Of course. The one only O that matters. Oprah! Oh,